Hot Springs Village Inside Out is a closer look at the greatness of Hot Springs Village, Arkansas, and the surrounding areas, people, places, experiences. Hot Springs Village is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host, Dennis Simpson, as we engage in weekly conversations to explore Hot Springs Village Inside Out. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KVRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Remax of Hot Springs Village. The award-winning Remax of Hot Springs Village is the largest real estate office inside the village with over 30 full-time agents and support staff. Visit them to learn more about this beautiful place to solve your real estate needs. Call them today at 1-800-364-9007. Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman's Circle, and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there. Here today with Mr. Jason Miller. Jason, apparently you work at some kind of fire department or something? Something like that, yes, sir. So do we have do we have fires in the village? What's the issue? What do we need to take care of, huh? Uh, the fires, yes, we do have fires here in Hot Springs Village. Uh, we have an average, depending on what type of fires you're talking about, we have forest fires, we have house fires, structure fires, kitchen fires, you name it. Yes, we do have fires here. Uh, we run an average about 20 structure fires a year. Uh, most of our majors are, are medicals. Uh, we run about 900 and we were right at over a thousand runs total last year that we averaged. Well, define what a run is to, to those. Give me the five uh, mile high view. Anything that is uh, recorded in our data. Uh, it could be a service call, could be all the way up to a structure fire, could be something hazmat, uh, anything like that's what we call a run. If, if we're dispatched, we call it a run. Now I've heard I've heard a rumor. See, this morning we were supposed to record Miss Christie, but she's unfortunately under the weather this morning. But I have heard a rumor that there's a little bit of a race as to who gets there first. Is that possibly true? I mean, is is no, there sir. a competition? There is no competition at all. <laughs> we are brother and sisters at arms. We just don't carry weapons. You just don't carry arms, as it were. We don't right? carry arms. We just our <laughs> arms are, are water and water hose. Now let me get this straight. You say runs. And you're talking about this is, and, and I, I've been meaning to ask this. Are you associated with the ambulance service in any way, or are you just, a, a, just? No, we are. We contract Hot Friends Village contracts the ambulance service, and it's contracted out to LifeNet. 
Uh, in Hot Springs Village, we have three uh, ALS units, which are advanced life support, which have paramedics on the units. So they can push drugs and do all the uh, necessary means until uh, they get them to the hospital. Wow. So so let me get this straight. So are there is there three facilities? Do I have that right, or are there more? Yes. No, three facilities. Uh, one is stationed out at Balboa Station. One is stationed here at Cortez Station. And the other one is uh, stationed at Los Lagos at a POA right building. And the Soto Center right there across from KBRE and L Gyms and all that, right? That's correct. Yes. Now, now you, so you're at the Cortez station, which is, I say Cortez. Um, That's right. Well, I'm being silly. What, what's what's south of Coronado on Murillo? What's that? Or near Murillo? What's that? That's the Coronado station. Oh, oh, okay. So, so there's four, right? Yes, we have four stations in Hot Springs Village. Uh, that one is oh, not that, uh, manned with an ambulance, though. It just oh, which one's not? I'm sorry. Coronado. Oh, okay. Okay. So is Cortez the largest? Cortez is where we keep most of our men and uh, our ladder truck. So it's not necessarily the largest station. Uh, it's just our central station. So that's where, why we keep a lot of uh, firefighters I'm just, here on hand. I'm just guessing during the pandemic and during life in the last few months, uh, recruiting good people, keeping good people, that been a problem or is that always a uh, challenge? Recruiting, no. Uh, retention's not been all that. I mean, it's been good too. Um, usually, uh, what I and what I tell the board is, is you know, this is a career. Uh, most people choose this job uh, not necessarily for the money. Of course, that's the best. Uh, everybody wants money, um, but it, you, you know, and what I tell them is, this is not a get-rich-quick job. Uh, you have to do this for passion. Uh, and the joy and the benefits uh, are endless, uh, not just the money. Uh, but, you know, the retention has, has been good. Uh, most people, once they start this career, uh, they, they try to finish it. Wow. Well, tell me this. For, for the average candidate, for the average new hire, mm-hmm. how do you explain, or, 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 you know, existing firemen, how do you explain, okay, this is the village, this is the world you were in, what are the differences? We're going to get a phone call for somebody can't get out of the car 10 times more often than in a big city, right? Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, we, we uh, I don't want to say cater, but we, we treat our members and this community very well uh, because they treat us very well. Uh, we, we go above and beyond, like uh, I'll go in for uh Say we get on a structured fire or something like that, and and we can get to medications and stuff. A lot of other departments don't do that, but we do. Um, we'll board up anything or help board up whatever we can uh, to make it a, a safer place uh, and also salvageable. Well, I guess I'm just at a loss. I had no idea. How do you, I mean... And, and I love the phrase that you use, and you're correct. We are not citizens, we're members. Is that fair enough? Yes, absolutely. And you say you help board up things like I mean, you, you help secure the, the, the facilities as opposed to in a city you're kind of on your own or what? Most of the time, city city fires, they're, of course, they're, sometimes they're so busy. Uh, they don't get the opportunity to do that, so, but we do. Uh We'll put up a Viz Queen or something like that if it had been through the through the roof. Um, 
we'll make sure that we also notify the police department to uh, do extra security uh, and just check out, check out the, the neighborhood, making sure that there's no loitering or any stealing or, you know, theft going on in that area. Well, you know, I, I don't know. We, we've just met literally those people that don't know us don't know. Uh, but uh, I'm the president of the town homeowners association. Uh-huh. And every time there's a fire in a townhouse, I get extremely nervous because it's not one, it's two, or it's not two, okay. it's four. four. And that type of activity, my goodness, what are some of the challenges in, in the West End or in the entire village? Is it just geography that's a challenge or what? The challenges are endless. Um, and not not every fire is the same. You know, um, it could be that we get there if it had started in, in an unoccupied uh, townhome and we got there a little bit too late or it wasn't notified to us and it, uh, that situation of course fire every minute uh, burns hotter faster and depending on the, the type of structure um, you know it, it could go for a little bit we may not be able to salvage the other three units uh, of course you mentioned the townhouse we've had one recent uh, with well it was last year um but we lost the whole the whole thing. Um, but I think it was uh, it wasn't on notification or anything like that. It was just it was a dry, old you know uh, townhome, and it it went up uh, went up pretty quick. Well, uh, we had a mistake on it, and still it, we just we just couldn't couldn't get it to stop. They just kept pushing and pushing. I have a friend that was a fire inspector in Pine Bluff for many years. And he would always make note when the fire department arrives, you know, early notification is key, as I understand it. And, and then, you know, it, it takes five to ten. I mean, even, you know, going from from the DeSoto station over to Valencia. I mean, it's it's a five to ten minute deal. Get everybody packed up and get over there. And he typically said, if, if the fire department can't get your fire under control in 10 to 15 minutes, you have a problem. Right. Yes. And it, it's probably gone after that. Is that correct? That would be correct. So, uh, and, and I want to say, Jason, just from background, I've never asked, how did you get here? How long have you been with the PO, the, the village? What do you do? <laughs> I, get here. I, I come from, uh, I was born in Dallas, uh, Oak Cliff, uh, born there, raised until I was about 10 uh, in Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, my dad retired from Brookhaven Country Club and said, we're leaving Texas. And we used to visit uh, the townhomes up here. Uh, back when Cooper owned them and had the uh, where you come in and get free lodging, but you have to attend that and all that. My dad's girlfriend, uh, they never did get married, but uh, anyway, she had property here. Uh, so we really? moved up. Um, my dad found a house over off of Highway 7 North. Um, he was 65 after he retired. We moved up here, uh, started Fountain Lake School. And after school, I went to uh, join the military. I was in the Navy. And after that, came back. I always wanted to be a firefighter. Um, went to the military to get some age and to get a little bit more, uh, I guess you could say, seasoned. Um, and after that, I, I came back home. Uh, got hired onto the POA, working out at Magellan Golf Course when it was under construction, working for Don Jensen and Stephen Shell. That was back in 95, October 95. 
Still wasn't out of the military. I was home waiting orders. So I, I had a month left before my orders came in and my discharge papers. But I had a job. Started there at $6 an hour. Um, worked there for three and a half years. Worked my way up from greenskeeper to a, uh, I guess it was a, a more seasoned greenskeeper, level one. And then moved my way up to uh, spray technician. Did that for three and a half years. And I've been applying. I applied at Hot Springs, Benton, Bryant, uh, Hot Springs Village. I applied here four times before I even got the call. And that was in 99, April of 99, uh, when I got the call to be a full-time firefighter. I was a volunteer for Fountain Lake and uh, Hot Springs Village as well uh, during the, the tenure between 95 and my 99. Um, I, I volunteered for both. Uh, just applied finally got the, the call from chief Cornette, uh, out of Magellan golf course saying, Hey, you want this job? Yes, I do. Um, Don Jensen didn't like it. Uh, he was offering me more money. I'm like, no, I, I, this is where I need to be. So in 99, uh, my daughter was born the same year. So that was, that was really cool. And then, uh, I progressed through the, through the fire service from there. I know some people don't care for him, but I listened to Joel Osteen, who will talk about the different seasons in your life. So for about 10 years, you were waiting to do what you always wanted to do, right? About pretty. Yeah, that's, I would say that's close. I did three years in the military and then three and a half. So six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. My point being is that everybody thinks, well, I'm going to I'm going to get out of high school, college prep, whatever I'm going to do. And I'll just get the job I wanted right then. You know, and and I'll, I'll tell you These my personal opinion. That. This is, I, I'm sorry. I said the kids today think that. <laughs> in in the words of in the words of Tracy Simpson down at the radio station, he said, "Millennials, I've never seen a group of people work so hard in my life to get out of work." Right. <laughs> That's for sure. But no, what I was going to say there is, is that you know. If you told somebody, okay, you're going to get the job that you always wanted, but it's going to take seven years. And in the meanwhile, why don't you go ahead and volunteer at these two other places to get experience under your belt? So you'll make a much better candidate. People just don't see that kind of investment or that kind of timeline horizon anymore, do they? No, sir, you don't. You don't see the, the volunteerism. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, look at the hospitals, look at the Boys and Girls Clubs, look at all the other organizations that have volunteers. They're just not – they're and I, there is some volunteers, of, of course, you know, we have board members, we have all of the other committees who are volunteers, yeah. Yeah. Um, but to do a, a job that you don't get paid for, but you, you still can put your life on the line. We just don't see that uh, in the fire service anymore. Uh, you can drive anywhere in the United States and you find a volunteer fire department. They're going to have a sign up that says accepting volunteers, needing volunteers. Um, same here. Uh, we, we're a combination fire department. Uh, we have 22 paid staff. Uh, and then we have about 12 volunteers. Um, really? about five of them are pretty good active. Um, and back when I was a volunteer, uh, here at hot spring or in the village, uh, Fountain Lake, we had, we had probably about 20, uh, volunteers when I volunteered there and mm -hmm. here in hot springs village, we had 35 and we had a waiting list. Uh, to get onto the volunteer department. Uh, really? Yes. 
Yes, Why sir. do you think that was? Uh, you just, I think it's the change in, uh, like you mentioned, mental, millennials and just, uh, you just don't see it anymore. People, people don't volunteer because they, they want something for nothing or they want something and gain all that they can. But I mean, the, the well, knowledge yeah. and also the benefit of, of working in the retirement, uh, through the, through the, the fire department is, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's really neat. One of the, one of the best stories I have is a veterinarian in Little Rock and he was down on uh, Rodney Parham. Uh, super nice guy. He was just an old country boy. And I asked him, I said, you know, how did you get through veterinarian school and where did you go? And, you know, just give me some of your background. And he said, I met a country uh, veterinarian who worked in our area. And he said, we, you know, we had a farm and he would always come out. And he said, I asked him one day, he said, what do I need to do to become a veterinarian? He said, grab that bag, son. And he said, I grabbed this bag. And he said, you know, it was a big animal veterinarian school. And he said, you know, it had every, it had saws, it had hatchets, it had all kinds of stuff in this bag. And he said, it was just heavy as a devil. And he said, for the next four years, I followed that man around carrying his bag. And he said, when I went to veterinarian school, I aced every question they asked me. And I thought, yeah, yeah, there, there's some on the job training that simply cannot be taught any other way. Right. Absolutely. Very, very true. So what would you encourage people that want to do firefighting or, I mean, do you have volunteers lined up now? uh, No, Uh, we, we have open applications. We come, please apply for us uh, because we need, we need volunteers. Uh, I didn't realize we were a combination force. I think I know a little bit about the village. So, so 22 paid staff and and roughly how many volunteers? About 12, 13. And five or six that are really active in that. Yes. Wow. 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 So tell me, and, and I know you have challenges that other places don't have. So what, 26,000 acres, roughly 40 square miles, 16,000 people. That's not a lot of people for a, and I'm using air quotes, city. You know, you have a lot of, of geographical challenges. Is that fair? That's fair. Yes. And, you know, as firefighters here, we don't just fight structure fires. We fight wildland fires. We do uh, vehicle extrication. Uh, we do medicals, first respond on medicals. Um, we have hazmat. Uh, we're all incident command uh, trained. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that a firefighter does here. Uh, not just that, but you're first on scene. You're not a hoseman. You're a driver and a hoseman and a firefighter and a ventilation team. And a rescue team. I mean, we we do it all. We don't we don't have the luxury of having eighty people, you know, on on a shift at a time. Uh, so you basically do it all. So the, there's not much room for specialization. Everybody has to be cross trained, is what I'm hearing, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Very wow, true. Wow! 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 Well, I wanted to talk to you about t- a couple of things real quick. I, I had mentioned the fire blanket. Did you get yes, a chance to look at that or, or think, is that a valid? I did. I thought that was, that's a pretty neat idea. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it's a, a fiberglass blanket. Um, just the, uh, I, I watched a video on it as well. I found them on Amazon. I'm sure that's where you I'm got I'm pulling it up here real quick for just a sec. 
So go ahead, I'm sorry. You know, they're about 40 inch in diameter, uh, 40 by 40 uh, blanket for kitchens that could use, be used for grills uh, and that type of stuff. And you just basically just lay it on the fire and snuff it out. Well, let me, let me ask, and the reason why I brought this up, you know, I, I have Airbnbs here and we have guests that come in and, and you have a million different levels of ability. You have people that know, you know, before they even start the gas grill, they have a fire extinguisher sent by. And we have other people that couldn't find the fire extinguisher with both hands if it bit them in the butt, you know. So this fire blanket, tell me about cooking fires. Is is that an issue? Or where are we at there? Uh, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, it's everywhere. It's not just here. But, yeah, cooking fires is pretty big. You know, um, we've had... A few that uh, made some awful smell, and that was because they uh, boiled off their beans, didn't have any water, and that was that was wow, what a smell! Uh, chicken, boiling chicken, and you know, not keeping an eye on the water level, and you know, kitchen fire there. Uh, some grease. We had one that uh, um, an elderly lady. I didn't know what to do, and I think she threw water on it and burned herself. Um, oh. Uh, so, yeah, grease, This what this blanket does is it basically just snuffed out the fire and, and takes away, depletes the oxygen. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, knocks it out pretty quick, too. Um, but that, that, I think, would be safe, very safe for especially uh, uh, grease fires. Yeah, and, and they're relatively inexpensive. I mean, they're they're like, 10 or 20 bucks a piece. They're not that bad. Just, just a quick question. What, what suggestions would you give to people about, about uh, how to avoid fires in their house? Uh, number one is uh, if you're, if you're cooking, stay with it. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of people that just leave and sometimes they just forget. Um, but mainly is, is uh, what do we all have uh, around our stoves? that is is pretty common and that's towels we have dish towels we have paper towels a lot of people will take that paper towel or that towel and just toss it onto the stove not thinking that the stove is still on because the glass tops you know they don't look at that little red light to say that 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 stove feel you know hot or warm uh we've had one that uh that did that and it actually caught the house on fire we saved about a quarter of it uh, it went up that quick. Uh, wow. And that was probably about 15, 12, 15 years ago, I think. Um, but it's, it was it was caused by just throwing a, a towel on the stove, thinking that it was out. Um, but the, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Yeah. I'm wondering because we don't, as a rule, as a, as a rule, we don't have natural gas here. Is is that, well, is we that have a good propane. thing? Do, do we, we have, have fewer propane. cooking? I'm sorry. We have propane, so we do have some yeah. that have propane stoves. Mm. Um, uh, you know, all of our cooking facilities, uh, restaurants, and things like that, they all have gas yeah. Uh, yeah. or propane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have any natural gas. We don't have natural gas lines going through the village. So we're, we're, we're okay there, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, in my eyes, of course, protecting the village especially with gas lines and pipelines and all of that. But we do have them outside of the village. Yeah. Well, I guess my question was, is do you think we have fewer cooking fires, maybe just 10% less because we don't have natural gas? Uh, I wouldn't say 
put a percentage to it because it, you know, cooking fires can evolve from, from electric versus gas. Uh, but we do have, you know, stove fires. Uh, people forget that they had the stove on or they didn't clean it very well. It, you know, the ribs leaked and everything on the bottom of the tray. And then all of a sudden, poof. Poof, you know? exactly. Or poof or poof or oh, my Lord, right? Yeah. And it's it's funny about the, you bring up about the stoves and cooking fires. And the stove, when a stove gets uh, over a certain temperature, it automatically will lock uh, to where you can't open the stove up. I didn't know if you knew oh. that. Um, but if it reaches a, a excessive amount of temperature, I think believe it's 500 uh, yeah. degrees inside of the stove, it will actually lock itself to where you can't open that stove door. Reason being for that is is uh, when it, once it's locked, there's no oxygen getting to it, so it will put itself out. So, so, so I've seen a, a lot of ovens will have like a, a cleaning mode. Right. Yep. Yes. And and it gets super hot, but in that cleaning mode, it locks and you just can't open the door. Right. That is correct. Well, I'm going to show another screen here real quick. And and Jason, thanks for joining us today here. I was just going to make note. um, One of the questions I hear on a regular basis is we're surrounded by all these trees. What are we going to do when there's a fire someday? And the answer is we've already had that fire a few times, haven't we? Oh, yes. If you uh, if you look and you can scan down or pan down a little bit to where people can see all of our roads, huh? oh, uh, sure. of course we've we've got over five hundred miles of paved road, uh, not right. only just paved road but even the dirt roads. Uh, we also have creeks uh, that flow in between everything. But if you're looking at a road, that is a natural uh, fire break. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's one of the things that I explain to people is that, well, what when the thing catches on fire, I'm like, we don't have areas that are more than a few acres that don't have roads on them, right? Absolutely correct. I mean, it doesn't say that. I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, it could get up into the tops and start, you know, uh, going over. But it, the best thing that we have here in the state of Arkansas is humidity. Um, our humidity is uh, thick, of course. Uh, which keeps our ground coverage uh, also moist. Uh, the, the the biggest uh, dry spots that you'll see is on the south side of slopes um, with the sun beating down on the south, uh, which dries out your uh, your undergrowth and your your gro- or leaves and debris and all that stuff. So so the south slopes are are more uh, susceptible to um, forest fires than your north slopes. Uh, which we we do have a lot of mountains in Hot Springs Village, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have, but I have our no humidity idea that... is humidity and our natural fire breaks with the the roads, the the trails, the uh, golf courses, the lakes. Uh, everything is a natural. That those are those are fire breaks. Um, hmm. the, another good thing is is we're. Uh, we are good with our forestry departments, uh, Garland County Forestry. They they will drop everything to come and, and uh, put a plow out. Uh, what I mean by a plow, it's a it's a dozer uh, where they can do a, another line if necessary uh, to break up that fire, uh, which is another plus. 
but we have a good relationship with our forestry, uh, which is just out up there close to Jesseville School. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will come in at, at a drop of a hat. Uh, to, well, to and I think a lot of people don't understand. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm no, just going to say I think a lot of people don't understand how important the forestry department is because, yes, I mean in the state is both except for the the eastern delta. It's a it's a forest, right? Yes, I mean we we actually live in a forest. We yeah. have coyotes, we have wildcats, we have you name it. We have deer, we got bear. I mean we live in a forest. Snakes. Exactly. Well, and, and, you know, I was telling about our Airbnbs here and, and people say, well, you know, it's wonderful. And I'm like, remember, it's not an amusement ride. It will bite you. Very true. <laughs> but it, it actually, is a beautiful place. I mean, it, it, Hot Springs Village is beautiful. It really is. And, you know, I, you know, you and I nearly may have met, but we didn't uh, about two years ago when on this exact lake. One of our guests decided that he needed to go without a life jacket in our kayaks about this time of year, and uh, he had big rubber boots on. And the last words his daddy ever said to him were, "I don't think I'd wear those rubber boots in that kayak." I'm not sure what the the uh, person was wearing that day, but it was a uh, yeah, it was a pretty devastating event. Yeah, I, and I, I bring all that up to say. We didn't run into each other there, but I know your guys were out here where y'all were dredging the lake, right? No, sir. Uh, well, no, we were we were uh, sonaring the lake. We weren't dredging. Uh, oh, I'm not dredging. I'm sorry. Yeah. Multiple yeah. multiple agencies that were here uh, in Hotspur- in the village uh, on Lake DeSoto um, that were doing the same thing: uh, sonar divers. I mean. It, yeah, it, quite a bit of, of agencies. We had uh, uh, Game and Fish. We had Hot Springs that showed up with the dive team as well. We had another really? uh, dive team that was a uh, contract dive team. Uh, we had, of course, Hot Springs Village. We had the police. I believe, I'm not sure if the state showed up, state police. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was five eight, five agencies that I just named off, um, trying to uh, locate that that individual. And and uh, I, I'm not terribly a strong swimmer, so I've always got a jacket, not just in uh, in the vehicle, but on me. And yes. I, th- these people were strong swimmers, and it was yep. bitterly cold. It was the, I think the water temperature was 36 or 40 degrees, and and the whole nine yards is when somebody asked me, well, do we have to take life jackets? I recount, don't be that guy. Yeah, yeah, don't be yeah, that definitely. guy. I uh, when I I used to kayak fish quite a bit when I didn't have a, a nice flat bottom boat that I've got now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that was the first thing I put in there was kayak. I mean, a life jacket, a life vest. Um, I mean, it, it literally is a lifesaver. Absolutely. Well, Jason, it has been a pleasure. Thank you. Can we have you back on again sometime? Sure. Let me ask this. Do you have, and because this is my naivety, do you have an auxiliary group that supports the firefighters like the police do, or is there anything like that? Uh, we do not. As of right now, we've got a retired firefighters group. Uh, if you're a retired firefighter and want to join that group, you can email me at jmiller at hsvpoa.org. 
uh, and I'll get you on the mailing list and uh, get you in on our meetings. Uh, but it's kind of put that in put that in the notes. Jay Miller at hsvpoa.org, right? Yes, yes, sir. And obviously, if anybody has questions, they can ask you about that too, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we Jason, have about five or six members right now, and love to have more. Uh, even though you're retired, you still have uh, pretty good knowledge, and we we want to we want to tap into that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, that's I think that's one of the the hidden strengths of the village is that the the experience and the retirement uh, pool is exceptional, right? Yes, very, very, very much so. Well, Jason, if you don't mind, we're going to move to more of a video format uh, on Hot Springs Village Inside Out, and we're going to take more video. Could we come do a tour someday? Absolutely. Welcome anytime. Uh, I've I've been by that building hundreds of times and never walked in the door. So we'll find out. Okay. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time. Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com.